I'm so excited about this, this brand new series that we're starting today called Heart for the House. Heart for the House. It's his house. It's his church. And we are the body of Christ. And, and this morning, uh, that's what we're going to learn about. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about furthering the kingdom of God and playing your part. And today, I just felt like um, I wanted to do a little bit of teaching today. Is that okay? Can I, can I teach this morning? Um, this is a little bit different of a Sunday, and I'm excited about it because it's fresh. It's uh, hopefully going to keep your attention, and, and I believe God's got something for you. And we've got roughly uh, 50 minutes to get through this, and I'm believing that we can do it. Somebody say amen. You want to get to lunch. I know how it is. You'd be hungry up in here. Today we're going to learn how to serve it up. Somebody say serve it up serve it up. And hey, listen, last week um, I had the opportunity to talk to somebody on the way out by the front door. They were headed out and um, they were showing me the notes that they took on Sunday. I'm like, hey, that is awesome. The, 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 the sad part on our behalf was that it was on a, it was on a tithe envelope and I just want to say I'm sorry that we didn't have something for you to take notes on besides a tithe envelope. So what I've done for you today um, if you haven't already got it, we have a handout for you to take notes on, a sheet of paper that is specifically designed for notes for you. How about that? Isn't that awesome? You can take some notes today, and you can take it home, and it doesn't have to be on a tithe envelope. So um, if you don't have one of those and you would like one, just slip up your hand, and we'll get one of those to you. And I encourage you to steal one of those pens in the seat back in front of you and go ahead and take notes on that thing. I'm believing God for, to do something in your life today, and uh, it's a great thing to have to reference. So I want to jump right into this. Uh, in, in a Time Magazine article, uh, there's a writer, her name is Jenny Santi, and, and she wrote this segment in this article, and it says this. It says, scientific research provides compelling data to support the anecdotal evidence that giving of yourself is a powerful pathway to personal growth and lasting happiness. Through fMRI technology, we now know that giving activates the same parts of the brain that are stimulated by food and sex. I enjoy myself some food, and I love my wife. I know that's true. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Experiments show evidence that altruism is hardwired in the brain, and it's pleasurable. Helping others may just be the secret to living a life that is not only happier, but also healthier, wealthier, more productive, and meaningful. Come on. This is, this is, this is somebody who, who, who probably doesn't even know. They, they may not know Jesus. I don't know. I don't know them personally, but this is in Time magazine. This is, this is something that's not a, a, a Christian, um, uh, you know, you know it, it's not Christian media. And, and this woman is writing. She's understanding through scientific research that giving does something to you. It's, it's an internal thing that's hardwired into who you are in, in, in the, the personal being, in the depth of your soul. That's who you are, and you're hardwired to do that. You were made to be stimulated, to be uh, experience that pleasure through giving. It's an incredible thing, and um, I, I want to walk through this um, uh, these the series, these steps, these seven steps by a man named Abraham Maslow. Does anybody know Abraham Maslow? Have you ever studied that in college? Uh, he is a psychologist, and yeah, awesome, awesome. So you probably know where I'm headed with this, and uh, he calls it the hierarchy 
of needs, and we're going to walk through that. But before we do that, let's, let's just pray this morning. God, we, we welcome you in this place. We thank you, Father, that you, you've already met us here. Lord, I pray right now that you would open up our hearts to receive all that you have for us today. God, would you speak to our hearts? Would you spur us on? We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. All right, this is for your notes, so please, please take notes today. We're going to uh, jump off with point number one. Um, and this first need that he talks about in this hierarchy, basically, he, he originally set it up in this pyramid form. And it, he was saying, you, you've got to have this, this base step to get to the next step, to get to the next step, so on and so forth. And it originated as these five steps, these five needs of, of the human nature. And this first one is the, the physical needs. And this is your just most basic need as a human. It's your need for air to breathe. It's, it's your need for food and, and water and, and shelter and warmth. It's just the basic needs. You all know that. You understand that. And, and what, what Maslow estimated, he said, um, I would estimate that approximately 85% of Americans, it's certainly not true in, in, in the rest of the world, but in America, Americans are having these needs met, 85% of Americans. And number two is the safety needs, uh, and that's the, the protection from the elements, it's security, it's, it's order, it's, it's why you would lock your doors at night, it's, it's why my wife would prefer to have 12 series of locking me mechanisms on each door in our house, because she wants to feel that security. She's crazy, she, she locks every single door in our house, and I can't even get in without opening two sets of locks to get in the house when I come home from work. And it's midday, the sun is shining, it's not nighttime, and the door's locked. It's incredible. That's the safety needs. It's, it's why we would stay in a job that we maybe don't even like, because of the security that it has. We're afraid that if we don't have that job, we're not going to have the security, and, and, and we just we, we grin and bear it, because we want to have that safety, that safety need. Uh, number three is the belongingness or the love need, is what he would call it. And this is, this is where you have your, uh, your work group and your family and you experience affection and relationships. And it's like the need to, to know and to be known. And that's why things like Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook are thriving so much. It's because we have that inherent need to, to, to know and be known. You, you crave those likes and those comments and uh, people saying, man, you look good in that selfie. At least you're hoping that. Um, and it's the reason uh, why we do these things. It's the love needs. It's a, it's a basic need that we have. And then the fourth need is the, the esteem need. The esteem need. And this is the need to be um, valued and recognized and, and complimented, to have that sense of prestige, to have like managerial responsibilities. Um, it, and it's not just the self-esteem. Self-esteem is one of the major things, but it's also esteem um, that, that you're looking for from other people. You're looking, you care about what others think about you. It's the esteem need. And it's funny because this is the reason why every single one of you stood in front of a mirror this morning before you came here. At least most of us did, right? <laughs> right? And it's so funny because, you know, uh, the women, you, you can stand in front of a, a mirror for uh, a long period of time and, and find these these, these things that you don't really appreciate and, and, and you wish you could fix, and then a guy gets in front of the mirror and he's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Looking good, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And what Maslow calls these four needs is he calls them the deficiency needs, the deficiency needs. You may want to put a bracket around that for those first four needs. And originally, this, this fifth need that we're about to get to was the pinnacle. It was the ultimate um, one that, that you had to get to. Um, but since then, over like a 40-year period of time, I think, researchers have developed that even further. Uh, I think Maslow died in, in 1979, 1980, somewhere around there, uh, and researchers continued that, and the last, um, uh, the last progress that they had was, was moving it to eight points, so that's what we're going to go over today. So the first four are the um, deficiency needs, and, and, and I believe that too many of us get stuck in these deficiency needs. And I believe that God doesn't want us to stay here. I believe that they are very important needs. These are things that we've got to deal with. But I believe that God has so much more for us than staying in these deficiency needs. He, he has a plan for us. He's got a purpose for you. He, you've got something inside of you that God wants to use. And we've got to move past these first four deficiency needs. Our, our deepest desire is that you would move past these first four and experience these final uh, needs and uh, number five. Number five is a cognitive need. This is this is knowledge. This is uh, meaning and understanding. This is why we enjoy uh, documentaries. It's why we enjoy watching the Discovery Channel or watching a show like How It's Made because you just you want to know how things work. You want understanding in your life, and it's a, what he calls a cognitive need. And then number six is the aesthetic need. The aesthetic need, and this is your appreciation for beauty and the search for, for wonder. And this is why uh, you, you take Instagram photos of sunsets. And this is, this is why you would enjoy going on a hike and, and seeing a waterfall. Or this is why you would paint and decorate your house. Because you have something inside you that wants to see beauty. You have this aesthetic need that's, that's built into you. And number seven, this, this is the one that used to be the pinnacle. It used to be the fifth one, now it's the seventh one. And it's, it's a big word, it's, it's what you would call the self-actualization need. The self-actualization need. And this is where you realize what your purpose is. You realize why you were made, why you were made to do what, what you do. You have a sense of self-fulfillment and, and you seek personal growth in these peak experiences. And this is why you don't settle for second best. This is why you have such a passion for your eagles when they play, right? Am I right? You got a passion for them. I myself, I am not partial to any particular team. Um, I will say this, and you're going to hate me for this, but I grew up in a family who uh, were, were die-hard Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> die-hard. <laughs> and we would come home from church on Sunday, and that's the first thing we would do is flip on the game and... I would root for my Cowboys back when Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith were, were running the fields, man. They were running that game. And uh, I enjoyed it back then. I don't so much care now. I enjoy playing. I enjoy hitting somebody really hard. That's, that's what I get out of it now. But it's, it's why you, you love your sports teams. And, but here's the deal with this self-actualization need. Maslow estimated um, that 2% of the population has actually reached this level, 
2%. I believe he's right because I believe what, what happens is our culture has left God out of the equation. They've just forgotten how they were made. They haven't gone through through these steps to realize why they were placed on the earth. They haven't realized the level of self-actualization because they've left God out of the equation. The one who can get them through every single one of these needs, who can provide every single one of your needs, they've left him out of the equation. And they're stuck in the loop of the deficiency needs. They're stuck in a loop, and, and my desire is for us to move past that loop today. And here's, here's what's even more tragic to me than that. This, if, you're, if you're a college age in here, I, I want you to listen to this because I don't want you to be one of these. Maslow estimated that 0.1% of college age students have ever reached level seven, the self-actualization stage. And, and it's heartbreaking because, because you have a purpose. God has something in your life greater than you could ever imagine and he wants you to experience that but too many times we're stuck in that loop of the deficiency needs and those four first needs and God wants you to move past that and we're going to learn how to do that today I believe that God's got the best for you the best is yet to come and this is why um, we're, we're forming right now we're building this class called next steps and this thing is no joke because this is what's going to allow you to experience to understand what God made you for. It's gonna allow you to understand um, what you're good at, what you're drawn to. Uh, maybe you haven't even realized it yet, and these tests that we have for you to walk through are gonna help you to understand those things, and we're gonna, we're gonna fit you into to a place where God has called you and made you to work. We don't want you to just go somewhere and, and, and volunteer and serve just because we need you there. That's, that's not the point of this whole thing. We want you to get plugged in somewhere where God can use you based on the purpose that he's placed in your life. Amen? Do you want to reach that today? Amen. We're going to do that. I believe it. And this is the last one. This is point number eight. And this blew my mind when, when I was researching this, when I was reading about this. This is, this is the ultimate level. And, and this, this need, it's number eight. It's called the transcendence need. And this is incredible because this is where you get to the point where you help others to achieve self-actualization because of what you've experienced personally. So because you got to the level of self-actualization, you are now turning to help someone to get to that point because you've, you've realized the potential, the purpose that God placed in your life. And, and, and maybe these researchers ha have not... Uh, put God into the equation, but that's the answer right there. How do, how do I achieve the self-actualization? How do I achieve transcendence? It's by placing God in your life and helping him, uh, helping you get from need to need to need to finally the transcendence level. And I know it's, it's a big word, and, and actually, honestly, I, I didn't even know what the word really meant. I mean, I kind of got an idea, but the first thing that kind of popped into my head when I thought of transcendence was uh, tie-dye and, and hippies and and uh, shag carpet. That's, that's kind of what I thought of when I, the word transcendence <laughs> popped into my head. And so I wanted to help you out, too, in case you didn't understand. I, I looked this up in the dictionary, and here's what it says. It says this. It's exceeding usual limits, surpassing, extending or lying beyond the limits of ordinary experience and beyond 
comprehension. I don't know about you, but that rings a bell in my heart, in my mind, about a verse that uh, the scriptures say, and that's in Ephesians 3, 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that works within us. God's got a plan for you, and it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we are going to get past these four basic needs. And I know they're real. And, and we've got ways for you to, to get from step to step to step. And, and God's got a plan for you. But our desire is for you to move beyond those deficiency needs where you're not worrying about yourself. You're not focused on yourself anymore. But you're focused on the one who hasn't yet discovered their purpose in life, who hasn't yet discovered that God has a plan for them. And you're going to turn and, and, and serve and give to them and then you're going to experience that transition or a transcendence. If you came to the power place today and you're looking for something simple and, and relaxed to where you can come and, and hear a message and kind of take it home and chew on it and not get too involved, then I, I say this with the utmost respect. I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but, but you found the wrong church. But if you want to make a difference, if you want to make a change in your community, if you want to reach people's lives who are away from God, then you came to the right place because we're not going to stay in the deficiency needs. We're not going to stay focused on ourselves. We're going to stay focused on the ones who don't know Jesus yet, who, who haven't yet come to the transcendent stage. We're going to see Jesus rescue lives who are far away from him. We want them to come to know him. So those are the, the eight needs by Maslow. And we're going to jump into these points real quick. And this is going to be a, a little bit of a different day, like I said. Each one of these points, right after that, you're going to see a testimony video about uh, some people who serve in the church. But point number one, I want you to write this down. It says, serving allows us to discover and develop our gifts. Serving allows us to discover and develop our gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 to 20, it says this, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. So here, it's comparing the, the church to an actual human body. You know, separate, they're, they're not of much use. Imagine if, if, if I chopped my finger off right here and it was lying on the floor, it would, be, it would not be much use to me. Because it's separate from me, and I'm hurting. It's painful. But together, it can actually function as it was designed to function. Now, now think through this with me. Have you ever had one of your limbs go to sleep on you? This happened to me last night, actually. I, I, was, I was sleeping with my hands above my head, laying face down. I woke up in the middle of the night, and my arm was hurting so bad and, and, and it's not like I could just move my arm. You know how that goes. You can't just move your arm or it's going to hurt really, really bad. So you got to take your other arm, grab that arm, and then move it over. And it, it's such an awkward experience to be moving limbs around that are supposed to be working. That's the same way in the body of Christ. When you are sleeping in the church, 
you're hindering what the body of Christ is called to do. If you're sleeping in the church, you're, you're causing pain in the body of Christ. It doesn't feel good, and, and, and you're not even helping yourself. You're hurting yourself as well as the body of Christ. So if, if you're a limb, if you're a part of the body today, then I encourage you, wake up. Wake up today because God's called you. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you, and he wants you to use the, the abilities that he's ingrained in you to further the kingdom of God. Watch this video with us this morning. Hi, I'm Tessa Berg, and I serve here at the Power Place through the Short Circuits Nursery and just recently joining the Power Place worship team. Um, it's really changed my life. I feel a part of the church just completely connected. Um, not just attending church, I know we're all a part of the church, but when I serve, I know I have a purpose and I'm really making a difference. For me, Sundays, my perspective has totally changed. It's not coming empty, uh, wanting God you know, to fill me up, just wanting to take from God. Now I come wanting to give, to give and worship to God, um, wanting to serve in giving or wanting to just encourage and love my church family. I definitely get more out of it than I give. If you're considering serving in Power Police today, I encourage you to take a leap of faith. It's really impacted my life and I know it can do the same for you. Come on, give it up for Tessa. We love Tessa Bird. She actually shocked my socks off when she came to audition for the worship team. Uh, she's been here for a long time um, before I came, and, and um, she asked to audition for the worship team, and she got up here, and man, she nailed the parts, and I was like, come on, girl. We need some color up on our stage. I love it. I love it. She killed it. We love Tessa. I'm so glad that we have hearts like hers that, that, that serve and give of themselves every single day. Number two, serving allows us to experience miracles. In John 2, Jesus was at a wedding, and, and, and the couple, they began to run out of wine. And so Jesus told the servants, go and fill these, these, these buckets up to the brim and then serve them to the guests. And so they did what Jesus said, and when they served the water that they filled up in these buckets to the guest, it turned into wine instantly. And it was through their, their obedience to Jesus that they saw these miracles happen at this wedding. And the guest had no idea. The guest had no clue what had happened. But these servants experienced the miracle, and the same is true for us when we serve. When we're obedient to the word of God, we'll begin to see miracles happen in our lives like never before. It's going to blow your mind when you're obedient to the word of God. And this morning, I want to call up um, a couple in our church, Brandon and Sarah Peterson. Would you welcome them to the stage? Yeah. Get a couple mics for you guys. Rob, I'm on black and, and red in case you need to know that. 
There you go, brother. Well, welcome, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Black and red, if you need to know that, Rob. Um, so tell me real quick, how long have you guys been attending the Power Place? Sarah, I know you've been coming longer than Brandon, so why don't you start? Um, I've been attending about five years. We were trying to figure that out on the way here. About five and a half years, and then Brandon came a year after. Yeah, almost four years for me. Okay. Awesome. And, and what do you guys do for work? What do you do for a living? So I'm actually transitioning, um, not working, and going to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So. Awesome. <laughs> right on. I love it. That's what, that's what my wife does, and she, she's good at it. She's real good. Brandon, what, what do you do? Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer for uh, New Holland Agriculture and KSIH, so design. This dude's brain equipment. is insane, insane. Have a conversation with him. He'll blow your mind. Uh, tell me how you guys first got involved in serving in the church. So I think that we, for me, since I came before Brandon, um, I got involved in aspects of the church. We had women of power during that time, and I just felt I wanted to get connected. So, because I didn't, I didn't know anybody, so I felt like I just wanted to meet people. So I did. I started attending Thursday nights, and through that, I built relationships, and then. With that came um, exposure and them seeing my talents and the things that I had to offer. And then I was able to see things that were um, available. And then after that, um, Brandon started coming with me and we started to get involved and we taught live wires. And that was huge for me because um, my background is in psychology and I did uh, childhood psychology. So I was able to use my talents to pour into the kids. Um, yeah, I think it was the same thing for me. It's really just getting involved in like groups and stuff at first, and then you get to have an opportunity eventually to use your your talents, you know. Um, and at first, like I got saved in this church, so when I first come here, I'm like scared to death to like get involved in anything <laughs> or like talk to anybody. And um, but thankfully, we had some good friends that uh, kind of brought me to, you know, hey, encouraged me, you know, to, to try it out, to get involved, and, you know, and it's, it was an amazing experience just meeting people and finding opportunities to, uh, to use my skills. So. Awesome. I love it. So tell me about some miracles that you guys have experienced in your life because of, of giving of your time and your talents and, and your finances in the church. What has God done in your life? So we have um, two really big ones that actually just happened. Um, and I'll share one for me was I felt God was telling me that I needed to bless somebody of our church um, financially and I was immediately like okay I will I definitely will but I didn't know how to do it um, and actually this is someone who she would come and then went back home and then would come and visit again and I felt God had told me like a month before to give her like power please Angie and so um, I was like, okay, I don't know how to get in touch with her. Well, that next Sunday she came, and I'm like, okay. So I just went up to her. I wrote her. I said, is it okay with you? And he's like, absolutely. So wrote her a check, and the very next day, um, Brandon got a raise at work. And it was, he had Amen. just gotten a raise a week before that, and we needed to buy a new car. 
and um, we went and purchased the car, but the car, we, it was like an extra hundred a month, and we were like, oh, I don't know how we're gonna do this, and then I gave this person, I blessed this person, and the very next day, he got a second raise within a week. It was like a whole week. And Come on. Just that right. doesn't happen. That's awesome. <laughs> and Praise it was God. to the dollar amount yeah. that we Praise need. God. It's awesome. So. That's incredible. And also just recently I had scare with some health things and uh, so I had to go get lots of scans and things like that and they're obviously really expensive. So we started getting uh, bills coming in and it was also right around the time that we were doing our, uh, it was like the, the year up. end, or the rise up offering. Yep. And uh, so we started getting some of these bills coming in, and obviously you guys were doing the offering. We felt led to give a certain amount, <clears throat> and we were faithful in that. We, we gave, and then uh, so Sarah went to call. call to pay one of the bills, and it was, it was like almost $500, right? Let's say round figure. And uh, so she calls up. And the lady's like, yeah, I see. Oh, yeah. you know, you give them your code or whatever, and they look it up. And they're like, yeah, we see it right here. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it was like $4.72. Or she said four seventy two, And I was like, oh, okay, because it was $496. Yeah. And she's like, four seventy two, And I was like, oh, okay. And then she's like, you, do you want to pay that all off? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, $4.72. And I'm like, yeah, I'll pay the whole thing. And, and it was incredible. Cried and we knew right away. And That's it was amazing. it was immediately after we gave that we just that, that happened and it was we were just laughing and we were just like standing in our kitchen just laughing because we yeah, could like, not praise, believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm like sharing a testimony to this <laughs> woman on the phone. I'm like praise Jesus. <laughs> I love it. it. Awesome. I love it. He gives us those tools to to, to praise him through it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Give it up for Jesus. I and love another, it. And one other thing I thought of as we were we were sitting there is just so we've been in. Live wires with the young kids, and we've done uh, the students now, and it's it's awesome. Like sometimes, like leading live wires, you're like you're teaching to the kids, and you're like, man, are they even listening? I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, and I've seen it happen with both of them. Like, and then you ask a question, and they hit you with this answer that just totally knocks your socks off. Yeah. You're like, wow. They're not only like listening; they're understanding, and they're like processing that in their heads. And then, Amen. like this week when we're at. Uh, students and we're all going around and sharing things that are going on and uh, some of these kids are giving more spiritual answers than I am and I'm Seriously. like this is awesome <laughs> like, like they're really applying this stuff to their life so you know, it's just great to be a part of I love it I love it and I want to brag on 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 Brandon real quick uh, obviously both power couple but I just got to shout out Brandon really quick we were last year we were getting ready for one of our productions that we do and, and we, were, we were trying to have this element where we had uh, the cross up here and we wanted it to swing down at this certain time. So it was like up in the rafters and then it would swing down at a certain time. We are not technically inclined like that. I mean, we don't have the brain of, 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 of this guy who, who deals with that stuff engineering every single day. And so we called Brandon up. We're like, dude, we need your help, man. And he came after work one day, and we stayed at the church until 3 in the morning, figuring this thing out. I mean, he stayed here with us till 3 a.m., giving him his time. And I think Sarah, she was like, never again. Never again. You're not staying out till 3 a.m. Well, because he said he'd be home at midnight. And I'm like, you're lying. You're with Isaiah and Lanton. I know. It was, it was incredible. But I'm so thankful for this couple to 
the, the, the gives of their talent and their ability and, and their finances to further the kingdom of God. Would you give it up for Brandon and, and Sarah this morning? Thank you. You can just sit them right there. Amen. Amen. Point number three, uh, serving allows us to experience the joy and peace that comes from obedience. And 1 Peter 4, uh, 10 to 11, it says this, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, so that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. And, and serving is a form of, of worship. This is a way that you can worship. It's not just uh, lifting your hands and singing a song and clapping your hands. Uh, you can worship in a ton of ways, and serving and giving is one of those avenues. It's one of those ways that you can do that. And listen, your gift is not always going to look like somebody else's. It's not always going to look like somebody else's. You may not be able to, to work with computers. You may touch a computer and it blows up. That's not where we want you. That, that's not where you're, you're going to fit. You may not be comfortable with greeting people at the front door. You may not be able to hold a conversation uh, comfortably, and that's okay. That's not where God has placed you, but he specifically designed you for something. He specifically placed something inside of you that he wants to pull out of you, and, and, and we're going to help you do that. We want to help identify that. We want to help shine a light on what that is in your life. Would you watch this next video with me? My name is Rob Rebo. I've been attending the Power Place for about a year and a half. I'm a warehouse manager in Delaware, and uh, I've been serving as a sound engineer with the media team uh, here at the Power Place for a little over a year. Serving for me personally uh, has given me an avenue to combine my artistic side and perfectionist side. And uh, I've been mixing live events for about 20 years, and it's just one of the great passions that I have. You know, serving in this capacity is also a great responsibility. You know, the better I do my job on Sunday mornings, uh, the more people can focus on the message and the, and the sermon. There are so many great places to, to serve here at the Power Place, but this is where I thrive. When I first started, all I had was an interest, and I hopped up in the sound booth on Sunday nights at my home church and watched and observed and you know, asked lots of questions, and sooner or later it just became natural. So I would say if you don't feel equipped now, it, it doesn't take long to learn something. As long as you have a passion to serve and the willingness to learn, uh, it'll be surprising how God uses you to do something great. If you are looking for a way to connect with people, uh, that's a great way to do that. There's so many different uh, ministries in this church and one of the fastest ways to make new friends here at the Power Place is by serving in a ministry. Come on, give it up for Rob Graver. Yeah. I see you back there, man. I see you back there. <laughs> Number four, serving turns our heart to be more like Jesus. Serving turns our heart to be more like Jesus. When we shift our focus off ourselves, we begin to see people the way that Jesus sees them. And in Matthew 25, verse 31 to 40, it says this. 
Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and vi visit you? And, and the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you do for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. And, and you heard earlier, uh, we were talking about um, the opportunity to, to give through this Give, Server Store project through GSR. This is an avenue where you can connect with people in the community who are hurting and in need and are in that deficiency cycle in those first four steps that we talked about uh, that Maslow defined. They're stuck in a deficiency cycle and God's got a plan for them and he can use you, he can use you to touch those who are in need. We just got to shift our perspective and begin to look at them how Jesus looks at them. Whatever you do for the least of these, you've done for me. And these, listen, these deeds, these things that we do, they're not going to save us. They can't save you. It says in John 14, 6, it says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, no one comes to the Father except through me. So it's only through Jesus that we're saved, but this is, this is an opportunity for you to invest in them and point them to him. Okay, this is not for you to, to do good deeds so you can build them up in your, in your little goodie basket of good deeds and say, all right, God, here's what I did for you. That's not what he's going to say. You've, you've got to know him personally. You've got to know him through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But this is a way for you to point others to him. Amen. Would you watch this next video with me? Hi, my name is Matt Dalton. Uh, I've been attending Power Place for four years now. Um, and I, uh, I cut my own hair. Um, <laughs> I serve in security. I'm part of the security team, and uh, I take care of some of the construction around here. D Dad was always doing projects around the house, and of course, you know, it came time to uh, to do work at the church. He was always first in line, and uh, you know, I was always in tow. You know, especially when we we built our last church at Calvary. Um, yeah, of course, that was his project to build a church. That was, I think, in 1987, 1980s, um, And of course, I was there for the project. Uh, so, you know, volunteering at the church was never uh, strange or, or uncomfortable to me. Um, it's just something we, it's just something we did. And, uh, you know, my mom to this day, she, you know, she's still at Calvary, uh, serving diligently there. I think in particular construction, um, it gives you a chance, and there's no question uh, I, I've been blessed with, with uh, a certain skill set. Uh, it really gives you a chance to, to, um, to use it for, for, God's, uh, for God's glory, quite honestly. Um, you know, it's, it's not every day that you get that chance to so um, tangibly to exhibit those skill sets, along with a lot of other guys in the church, a lot of other really good guys in the church. Um, we have, uh, we have quite a good time when we, we do these projects. I think you have a vision for how things should come together. Um, and uh, once you get into it, 
you, you, you realize um, it's really fulfilling when when your 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 shared vision really starts to um, present itself before your eyes and everybody else's eyes when it manifests itself. It's it's really something special. It's really something special. Don't turn your back on 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 the chance to to serve. Everybody's got abilities. Everybody's got talents. You know, we worked we worked up here in this room for for a while. A bunch of us did, and. Um, you know, it was probably a month, month and a half, and it was pretty tough at some times. But the funny thing is, I was, I was talking to the fellows earlier, um, when you're done the job, you kind of, you dust yourself off, you get back in your truck and you, and you drive home for the, the final evening. Invariably, every time I do it, I look back and say, man, I just, I, I could have done more. And that's really the honest truth. And I guarantee Bob, Buck, Mike, um, Harry, Rodney, all those guys say the same thing. I wish I'd have done a little bit more. Come on, give it up for Matt Doughton. Yeah. Love that guy. Where are you at, Matt? There you are. He's hiding back there. I don't think his family knew he was, he was doing this. He told me to kind of keep it on the hush-hush, so I'm sure they were shocked today. He was, he was texting me yesterday. He's like, man, how, how, how'd it turn out, man? I don't know if I liked what I said on that. I'm like, Matt, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I love these guys. I love these construction guys who, who give of their time and talent. And I'm telling you, if you ever have an ex a chance to work with these guys, do it. You will laugh your head off all day long. They just cut jokes at one another all day, like, like bashing one another. It's a bash fest. But they do it in love. <laughs> they do it in love. That's how guys tell each other they like each other, right? It's like them saying, oh, you look awesome today. You know, when a girl says that to another girl, them saying... Man, what, do you, what is on your head, dude? You look like a moron. They're saying, hey, I like you. I like that hat. <laughs> it brings us to number five. Serving surrounds us with other Christians who can help us follow Jesus. Serving surrounds us with other Christians who can help us follow Jesus. When, when we're working side by side with somebody, we inevitably form a bond. You, you just do it. When you're serving alongside somebody, there's a bond that's created. I mean, I'm telling you, work with these guys. You'll see the bond that was formed quickly um, just by hanging around them. And this is part of, of God's plan for how the church is supposed to work. And, and that's why in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, it instructs us to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another, but encouraging one another. Watch this next video with me. Hi, my name is Billie Jean Reinheimer, and I have been coming to the Power Place for about nine years now, and I serve in the three to four-year-old room and the five to six-year-old room with short circuits. And my job by day is a teacher. Um, I teach all week at an elementary school in Pennsylvania. I first started serving when my son um, came into the nursery. And so I kind of jumped in with that because I knew that other people were taking care of him. So I should start giving back and take care of other kids as well. Serving has just brought a lot of joy to my life. It has been able to be a sense of fulfillment for me. It's opened up a lot of relationships where I've met a lot of parents and a lot of kids and got to know their personalities and um, what they love to do. 
So it just opened up a whole new world of meeting new people and just, it brings a lot of joy to do what I love. I love to teach and my day job, I have to teach a lot of subjects, but here I get to concentrate on teaching about God and teaching about His love. And so it's just nice to focus on that and focus on the relationships with parents. And it just brings a sense of fulfillment. It brings a sense of just joy to me to do what God has called me to do. So if someone is considering volunteering, I would say to kind of figure out what you like to do. Figure out if you like serving, then maybe you can go and join the cafe team. Um, just figure out what you like to do and what your passion is because if you like to do that, then you're gonna have fun serving and volunteering. Um, I was scared at first to kind of jump in and do nursery because I'm used to teaching older kids during the day, but you know, it was just a joy to get my hands on with the little kids as well and kind of go back to that background that I used to have. Um, it's scary at first and then you kind of are like, it's a big sacrifice sometimes with time, but it's worth it in the end because you get so much fulfillment with it. It opens a door to new friendships um, and you're able to really enjoy being with the people of the church. Amen. Give it up for Billy Jean Ryan Hyman. She, she's one of the hidden heroes here doing work behind the scenes. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those people. And we're so thankful for them. She, she said to me she's glad that she's in class today so she didn't have to see her video. <laughs> people are so scared to see their video or their, themselves on, on the screen. It's, it's, a, it's a fun thing. Uh, number six, serving allows us to experience God's presence in new ways. Serving allows us to experience God's presence in new ways. Encouragement and healing go hand in hand. So when we encourage someone and they begin to experience healing, then we're encouraged through that. It's why so many people come back from a missions trip and they say, man, I got so much more out of that than, than I gave. It's, it's crazy. It's mind-blowing. And, and I say that every single year. I just told Allie, I can't wait to go back to the Dominican Republic this year and serve those people because I get so much more out of it than what I give. And, and we give a lot um, in those days. It's always hot. Um, you're drinking water constantly. It's dusty. It's dirty. But these people are hurting, and they're lost, and they're in need of a Savior. They're in need of someone to care for them and to pray for them and point them to Jesus. And, and we have the opportunity to do that every single year in the Dominican Republic. In fact, this is a little plug for you. Um, the deadline was like several weeks ago, but Pastor Kurt has increased that deadline. So if you are still interested in going to the Dominican Republic, you're still able to. Um, just, just come see me after church and we'll talk about it. But it's, it's an incredible experience because you get so much more out of it than what you give. Watch this next video with me. Hi, my name is Kim Brown. My family and I have been attending the Power Place for three years, and I am a part of the cleaning team. I've pretty much been a part of the cleaning team since we came here to the Power Place. Um, serving the kingdom of God has always been pretty much ingrained in who I am ever since I became a Christian about 23 years ago. Um, hospitality has always been a calling on my life and um, just when I see a need, just fulfilling and meeting that need, it's just always been who I am. So, um, been on the cleaning team, like I said, since I've been here and um, it's just really been a blessing. Um, it's helped me connect with other members of 
you know, the Power Place Church here. Um, that's one thing people are always talking about is getting connected with, you know, other church members, you know, coming once a week on a Sunday. Um, and then, you know, you don't see them again to the following week. So, you know, getting plugged in, coming, um, serving on any part of the teams that they have available here, I really encourage it because it's definitely a way that you can get connected and meet other families and, and really just grow in the kingdom of God. Serving in the kingdom of God really is such a true blessing to you. Um, you know, we know the word always says to um, give of yourself, which is something that we should do always. Um, but I encourage anybody, if you're even thinking about serving on any committee, any team that we have here at the Power Place, um, do it because many hands make the task light. So. You know, the more that get involved, then again, it just makes the task lighter for everybody else. You can grow closer to your, you know, the people that come to the power place as well as grow closer to the Lord. Um, when we come here and serve, I mean, we have a great time. I mean, we're down to business. We want to get the job done, but um, we do have a good time with each other, just worshiping God, listening to our praise music and, you know, getting the task done. So I encourage you. That's just really a great way to grow in the kingdom of God and, you know, to grow with um, fellow believers is just getting connected here at the Power Place. It's very easy. We are all available and we would love to have you come help serve with us. Yeah, shout out to our facilities team. Yeah, I love you guys. That's where I, that's where I started out when I came here. I came on staff, you, you may not know this, I came on staff as a janitor. Yeah, come on. Cleaning toilets, that's what's up. Making them things sparkle. I love it. So I got a special place in my heart for our facilities team who take care of this building and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. And, and Kim Brown, Kim Brown is fam because she comes from Louisiana, her and, and Tim Brown. And we share a love for crawfish and gumbo and crawfish etouffee. Mm, come on, I'm getting hungry. I know you guys are too. I'm going to get you out of here real quick. This is the last, last point here. Serving is good for your soul, as is gumbo. But serving is good for your soul. Um, we read this earlier. Studies show that it's good for your health. It actually um, relieves symptoms of, of stress and depression. It's, it's giving of yourself. It's getting past yourself to give to others, but you're encouraged through that. You're encouraged through it. And we make all sorts of excuses not to serve, don't we? I've been there. I don't have time or, or maybe I don't really have the skill set or I don't even know what I would do uh, or, or they don't need me. They've got plenty of people there. No, we, we may not need you, but God needs you and you need it. Listen, um, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And if, you, if you've been in church very long, you've heard that saying before, but it is so true. Don't, don't come feeling like, like you, you've got to know it all, that you've got to be ready. You don't. He's going to equip you. All you got to do is take the first step and take an action towards it. You just got to say, I'm going to, I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit. I'm going to invest. I'm going to be a part of this thing. Because listen, ultimately, this, this is what I want you to understand. This is not a ploy to get you to join some team. This is not to say, this is not for us to say, hey, come join arms. We want to see how many people we can get. No, this is for you personally. We don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. We want... God's best for you. He wants, he wants you to reach your potential. He wants you to know what your purpose is in life. And we want that same thing for you. We don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. 
We want everything for you. Hey, listen, in just a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to walk outside these doors. You'll see the tent. You, you probably already saw it on your way in, the tent with tables, and there's pieces of paper with all these teams for you to join. I want you to consider joining one of these teams. And, and like I said, you don't have to be equipped to do that. If you've got a passion or an interest for something, guess what? We're going to teach you everything we know in, in that area because we want you to be used uh, with what God has placed inside of you. We want you to find your purpose. So even if you don't know it yet, but you have an interest, go ahead and sign up on, on that sheet of paper and one of our team leaders will contact you and, and just give you some more information. And after hearing about it, if you decide, hey, you know what, this probably isn't for me, that's okay. We'll help you find one of those places that is a better fit for you. But we want you to be used and to reach your potential in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you this morning and we'll get out of here. God, we love you. We thank you so much for what you've done in our hearts today. Lord, we thank you for uh, your goodness. We thank you for showing us what it means to be a servant. You came to this earth first, and, and you didn't come to be served, but you came to serve. And God, we want to be like you. We want to be that servant. We want to be the ones who, who uh, reach that transcendence level so that we can help others find the self-actualization, realizing what their purpose and their potential is. God, we, we thank you for all these things. I pray that you would speak to us in the direction that you want us to go. God, in the area that you would call us to serve in, whatever that may be, would you speak to our hearts today? We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Hey, we want to see you this week at one of our power groups. And if you don't have information on that and you would like it, you can stop by our connection bar in the lobby and one of our hosts will be happy to help you with that. But if we don't see you at power groups, we'll see you again next Sunday for Heart for the House. Have a great week. We love you.